UFOs, Bigfoot, paranormal input. Go ahead now, get mystical. Mystery and magical. UFOs, not typical. Bigfoot, not typical. You ask me why I'm skeptical. I say questions are questionable. Is the truth alien to you? Alien to get my message through. Aliens might message you. Aliens are sliding through. The wild signal we're plotting to. Algorithms they find is true. Typical. Skeptic. Shut Got no time for no petty germs, pandemic, a pandemic turn, horror still in Amityville, Bayonet in Gettysburg, Mothman, TNT, Factory, Red Eyes, Loki, Dogman, Howling in the Street, I'm typically skeptic of what I see, Voodoo Hoodoo in New Orleans, Thunderbird, Swamp Thing, is it real, I was wondering, typical, skeptic, show, typical, skeptic, show, or it doesn't work. I, I, I know, I, I, the reason why I know is because I can announce the video, and then it makes it a little bit easier, like, um, it's not telling me if we're live or not. Hmm. Maybe we might have to switch to Zoom. Well, hello, everybody. We're live. <laughs> oh, we're live. Okay. Hey, guys. Welcome yeah. to another episode of the Typical Skeptic Podcast. Uh, I have with me Dan Willis, uh, uh, amazing disclosure. Oh, wait, my intro is playing. So, one second. Um, if, is it playing? Okay. Hey, we're, we're, wow, way, what a way to start off. Hey, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Typical Podcast. Difficulties. Yeah, yeah. Um, guys, uh, my intro won't play for some reason, but uh, I have with me the amazing Dan Willis. Dan was one of Dr. Greer's top secret. Yeah, we're having technical difficulties. Uh, Robert, you're you're cut out. You're you're not coming through. <laughs> we're both having severe technical difficulties on this broadcast. You know, my camera's not working, and uh, uh, okay. Robert's mic is now coming. I'm finally oh, unmuted. Okay. Hey, guys. <laughs> sorry, sorry about the technical difficulties. This tends to happen when we talk about these topics on StreamYard for some reason. So I can at least laugh about it. It's funny. It's funny. It is. But, like, who I have with me today, this is going to be a bang-up show. It's going to be awesome. I have with me the amazing Dan Willis. Um, and uh, Dan is a uh, disclosure. Uh, he's one of Dr. Greer's top-secret military witnesses that testified to the presence of the UFO phenomenon back in 2001 at the National Press Club. And then Dan was witness, as I'm sure you all were, to Dr. Greer's conference the other day. So I'm going to ask, we're going to talk, Dan's going to, we're going to talk about the new conference today, how it went as compared to the conference that he was involved in back in 2001, the uh, similarities and differences he sees in like the phenomenon. And then we can even take like um, audience questions. We can even take your audience questions if, if that's okay with Dan. And uh, I just oh, want to give I a big questions. shout out to uh, my friend Elena. Oh, you love okay, that's good. And I want to give a shout out to my friend Elena Danan for sharing the video. Um, you guys go check out her channel. Um, she's been doing some amazing stuff. Which she went to uh Turkey and she went to uh the um, like the uh, the uh, like I'm thinking of it right now, but um, yeah, so uh, 
um, Mesopotamia. Sorry, she went to Mesopotamia, and uh, her stuff is amazing. I saw her webinar about it, and then recently I saw uh, the video she put out on YouTube. So guys, go check that out. But Dan, thank you for joining me. How are you? I'm great. Technical difficulties all over the place, but hey, <laughs> we're here. We made it. Um, yeah, and, you know, it's a great question. Yeah. I love your question, Robert. Uh, what, what, what's the differences? Uh, Dr. Greer's narrative has been consistent over the decades since I've known him, you know, prior to uh, 2001. Um, in 2001, it, it was a lot different than in the year 2023. Um, you know, we had the place was packed at the National Press Club. We had 22 cameras in the back row. We had uh, the place was packed with reporters. Now, the internet didn't have live streaming at the time like we do now on Rumble and YouTube and, you know, all the different outlets that everybody can see. At the time, the National Press Club had its own streaming. And uh, the first hour of the National Press Club had some very explosive information about illegal secret government operations, about how presidents, CIA directors have been denied access, and about how we have this technology that we've reverse engineered and we know how it works. And we, you know, all, all these explosive bits and pieces of information in the first hour. And so what happened was in the first hour, um, and our sources tracked it to the NSA, was jammed. So people that were, it was like about, uh, I forget the number, I think it's about a half a million people or so were online and the first hour was, was jammed. So they didn't want the public to know about these explosive testimonies. Um, in 2023, obviously it was uh, streamed on a number of different channels and the public got to see it. The uh, <clears throat> the mainstream media, which is, uh, as you know, infiltrated and centrally controlled in order to and at the highest level, the intelligence agencies control the information that uh, controls the public's perceptions, uh, isn't able to, uh, you know, you know, censor that. And so all the information got out. Um, as far as, you know, he had, uh, I think, six or seven uh, witnesses up there compared to 21 witnesses in 2001. Uh, what they were disclosing was pretty much along the same lines of uh, illegal government operations, such as, uh, you know, the drug and human trafficking operations using some of this advanced uh, anti-gravity, <clears throat> excuse me, anti-gravity craft that the Marine Corps uh, platoon witnessed. Um, yeah, those poor guys, <laughs> quite a, quite a, quite a, quite a shock. Um, they, um, uh, <clears throat> you know, they, ever since, uh, ever since Nazi Germany back in the end of World War II, <clears throat> Operation Eagle Flight, you want to look it up in history, where um, huge amounts of money came over from Germany and corporations, and they set up the Nazis, uh, the Vatican gave them passports, and they a lot of them fleed through the rat lines, they were called, into South America, and they started these drug-running operations, which uh, 
um, the CIA was basically uh, infiltrated uh, <clears throat> with the help of Alan Dulles and General Einhorn Gellin. And these drug operations have been continuing ever since uh, ever since that time. And when I was uh, serving in combat action in Vietnam, um, you know, a captain friend of mine saw the drugs operation going on way back then. So they they've been doing this uh, these drug operations and human trafficking is highly profitable as well uh, ever since that time. So nothing new there. They've been doing this. Uh, you know, for, for many decades. Uh, the thing that, you know, uh, Dr. Greer, I, you know, I have to hand it to him, his uh, courage, because I, I know that he was had his life threatened back in 2001, not to go before the mainstream media. And, uh, and I was very, I worked with Dr. Greer quite a bit. I worked with him for many years on trying to bring about energy solutions and so forth. Um, and so I, I know him quite well and I know his perspective on this and, and he's been consistent and that is that, uh, that basically the only villains <laughs> are here on earth that, uh, you know, have been abusing this technology in such a way that, uh, they, uh, they do these fake alien abductions using programmed life forms and that uh, it's his belief that anybody who's seen a, a hostile extraterrestrial or you know aggressive et as lena calls them um they've actually been implanted with a uh, and they have this technology to put in false screen memories so that's real um that witnesses coming out and saying they've seen hostile extraterrestrials, which there's quite a few. I've been researching witness testimonies for decades. And ever since 2001, you know, I've been looking at ever since Michael Ralph, um, you know, Tony Rodriguez, uh, uh, Randy Kramer, uh, you know, it goes on and on. All the people, uh, Jean Charles, <laughs> all the different people who have been in the secret space program, like Jean Charles had his uh, body almost cut in half by a black Draco on Mars, and he was doing a, uh, a rescuing operation, you know, as he's part of the Solar Warden program. And so there's all these witnesses that have experienced hostile extraterrestrials. It's not like, uh, all of them have had their memories falsely implanted to to uh, have a false experience. Uh, the The fact and reality is is that there is uh, or has been ever since uh, two thousand and one. I, I mean, twenty twenty one, when um, all the regressive extraterrestrials, the Nibu Gray, has been neutralized and the sicars of the uh, draco reptilians have been removed from our solar system and this was confirmed by um the arlington institute uh, john peterson where three is a navy think tank in washington three independent sources have confirmed that exactly as elena has said that they have been removed and their earth minions, their extraterrestrial overlords, you could say, have been removed. So they're kind of operating on their own. 
And it's up to us on our planet to take back our planet, which has been hijacked for decades, technologically and spiritually, every, every way you can imagine across the board. So um, fortunately, we've, we've had help, thanks to the Galactic Federation of Worlds, for assisting working with the Earth Alliance to remove these extraterrestrials. That's the real situation. Now, in the media on planet Earth, we have two perspectives going on. <laughs> One, you hear um, the alien threat. You know, you hear that dialogue, and that dialogue is pretty common with uh, uh, to the stars group with uh, Chris Mellon, you know, Louis Elizondo. You've got uh, the History Channel doing a, uh, a, a, a special on it. Uh, you, you have all these different elements that are all connected, that are all using the same language of alien threat, alien threat. Um, and it's, it's interesting, you know, because back in 2001, we disclosed that we've had, you know, extraterrestrial craft in order to pull off false flag alien invasion you know uh my my dear friend who's deceased now uh was suicided uh mark mccandish revealed the alien reproduction vehicles these were these these were made back in the 1950s he was going to testify at the uh, june 2021 uh uap ufo hearing um and one week after um after Mike Tuber, who who testified that the Tic Tac that got heavily heavily promoted on the New York Times in the 2017, everybody, including your grandmother, is aware of the Tic Tac, you know, of the Nimitz incident, um, is actually U.S. technology, and so they knew it's not extraterrestrial technology. And he came out and uh, revealed that that it's U.S. technology, and then one week before Mark. Um, so-called so committed suicide, <laughs> uh, he came out on YouTube and said, oh, I, I made the whole thing up. I, you know, there's nothing to it. You know, don't pay. I was just a psychological test, you know, highly suspicious, right? So Mark was going to um, testify at this uh, Senate hearing. And what did do those two testimonies reveal? Both of them revealed that the U.S. had this technology for a long time. And so you have, uh, thank God to Mr. Gallagher, <laughs> he, uh, he brought up about the Admiral Wilson memo and about the, um, about the uh, Nordstrom, uh, not Nordstrom, uh, Maelstrom. Maelstrom, thank you, Air Force Base incident uh, where, you know, they came in and shut down all the nukes uh, that were on the launch pad. Um, and Admiral Wilson, who was actually the, the gentleman that gave us the green light for the 2001 because um, they were reverse engineering this technology over at S4. And, um, and there was, it was a meeting I was at <laughs> meeting with Bob Lazar and a whole bunch of people back in 1993 that uh, outside of area 51 and the base kind of freaked out and went into lockdown and they sent out a, uh, 
uh, NRO, National Reconnaissance Office, uh, security advisory to all base personnel to avoid this group at all costs. It'd be, you'd be punished if you interact with them. And they created this document. And on this document, they had a distribution list. And on the distribution list, they had these unacknowledged special access programs like Cosmic Ops, Magi Ops, that were, were reverse engineering the extraterrestrial technology. Now, somehow, Dr. Stephen Greer was able to acquire this document. And in 1997, which he mentions in the recent uh, press conference, he met with uh, Vice Admiral Thomas Wilson, who was the head of intelligence for the Joint Chiefs of Staff, which high level of need to know. And he tried to look into it. And he was threatened uh, and to back off immediately or lose rank and see an early retirement. He was mad as hell. He told Dr. Greer, if you can get your people together, now, keep in mind, Dr. Greer was first brought into a meeting back in 1993, uh, the time I was meeting with Bob Lazar back at Area 51, uh, with the, uh, the head of, uh, of the director for Central Intelligence, James Woolsey, Clinton's CIA director, who Clinton wanted to find out about the UFO issue. And here the CIA director is being denied access. And so he exhausted his military intelligence channels trying to get information on the extraterrestrial, but he was denied. And so he brought Dr. Stephen Greer in, who was the director for the Center for the Study of Extraterrestrial Intelligence, who brought in a huge stack of documents substantiating the reality into a three-hour meeting. And the director said to him, you know, I, I know the subject's real. I'm just trying to figure out why the hell I can't gain access to it. You know, here he's the director of the CIA. And so Dr. Greer, becoming aware of the situation, uh, met with some military advisors. And they advised him to start collecting witnesses. <laughs> And so he, from 93 to 2001, I was the 100th videotape witness. Uh, my testimony was minor compared to, I think, to some of the other witnesses' explosive testimonies, you know, like 57 different species already categorized and retrieval cases, faster than light craft, bases on the other side of the moon, president CIA directors being denied access, zero point energy we've had for decades, but we're still using nuclear oil and coal, you know, all it's explosive testimonies. So, um, so that's, he, he told Dr. Greer, you know, if you can get your people willing to testify under oath, you have my permission to go before the mainstream media with this. This group is, quote, illegal. So you have these illegal operations are going on. And that's what greenlighted the 2001 National Press Club. Um, and so you have these different dynamics going on. You have, like I mentioned, you know, you have, uh, you know, th th now this whole thing about the fake alien invasion. I, you know, I've been researching back through history. Uh, you know, 1967, you have the report from Iron Mountain, which uh, Lyndon B. Johnson hit the roof. He, he, he uh, classified it uh, for all time to, you know, be suppressed. Uh, it talked about fabricating an extraterrestrial threat. Now, keep in mind, they've had this technology back in the 50s that pulled us off. And then you have a 19, uh, 
1976, 77, I believe. Um, uh, Brenner von Braun on his death, he's dying of, of uh, cancer. He, uh, on his deathbed, he revealed to uh, Carol Rosen that they had a plan. They brought him in on what their plans were on the future. And the plans have been rolling out, as he said, uh, that the, the final card was going to be a hoaxed alien invasion. Um, and it's interesting that this was May of 2001. And, and the next event that he said was going to happen was going to be a terrorist event. Everybody knows what happened in September of 2001. And so it's been rolling out. And then they said there's going to be rogue nations. And then we have, you know, Iran, North Korea, you know, we have, we have the rogue nation. So as he predicted, you know, it's been rolling out. Then in uh, 2016, um, Hillary Clinton, <laughs> who is the Bilderberg uh, choice of, for the president, you know, ever since 1954, um, they started, you know, these Bilderberg meetings, which was started by the Nazi SS uh, head, uh, Prince Bernhard in the Netherlands. Every year they have these meetings to, they're highly secret. Uh, so they wanted her to be president, but uh, from my understanding, some military generals met with uh, Donald J. Trump and want him to come in because they, they saw what was happening. And so she could see that, uh, that there was going to be a problem there and that they needed, they needed some kind of diversion. So the Clinton Foundation uh, subcontracted the Benson Strategy Group which uh, Anonymous happened to uh, hack, and it got off on, on WikiLeaks, that uh, they were planning on a hoaxed alien invasion to keep the voters from you know, voting for Trump. And so they did a, an analysis of several different scenarios you know, that uh, would keep the voters from, from uh, going forward. And the one that was the highest, it was 38%, was a, a fake alien invasion using what they called a fire sign, which is a holographic uh, type of technology. And so they, they had this uh, fake alien invasion uh, plan for a long time. And so, you know, when you, when you know that and you, you see things like um, my friend Mark McCandish before, you know, all of a sudden suiciding himself before testifying uh, that we have these technologies and these uh, office of naval intelligence and these high levels of people who are in charge of knowing what is going on in the extraterrestrial UFO issue. Uh, when Mr. Gallagher, uh, the representative of Wisconsin, uh, brought it up to them, uh, they didn't have a clue. You know, it's like they were put in place to support a particular narrative. And that narrative didn't include, you know, the Admiral Wilson memo or about, uh, you know, um, Captain Robert Salas, you know, talking about the glowing red UFO that shut down 10 nuclear tip ICBMs, which, uh, you know, mostly the Admiral Wilson memo is like a hot potato because after Admiral Wilson was... Uh, <clears throat> after he was denied access and after he retired, he met uh, at the EG&G building with uh, 
astrophysicist Dr. Eric Davis uh, in, in 2002 in the Admiral's uh, limo. And Eric Davis had his recorder and he recorded the entire conversation, which uh, talked about uh, how he was threatened and, um, and about the technology that they're working on that was not of this earth and so forth and so on, which it came leaked onto the internet and everybody's familiar with it. Um, you can go to the webmatrix.net 2002 and you can see the whole uh, documentation. Um, anyway, he was, uh, he was mad as hell, you know, because uh, these groups are not overseen by our constitutional legal government. These operations are completely rogue. And I think they, they became completely rogue going back to the time of President Eisenhower when MJ-12 basically circumvented. President Eisenhower in um, uh, February of 1954 met with the Galactic Federation of Worlds and uh, signed an, an alliance with them. Uh, but the MJ-12 groups, which was uh, headed by Alan Dulles, MJ-1, uh, who was infamous in the Nazi infiltration, uh, they cut a deal with the, uh, the Nibu Greys because they wanted technology. They didn't care about anything else. They wanted to get more technology. And so they basically sold us out. And so the Greys were started, they got kind of consent <laughs> in a way. And so they started abducting millions of people, uh, violating all the agreements. Um, for part of their hybrid program, which the uh, <clears throat> Galactic Federation of Worlds had to do a modification to the prime directive because of the sneaky way they were doing it to infiltrate into a planet. Uh, and so, you know, to, to circumvent the, the prime directive. So, as I said, the good news is, uh, thanks to our uh, emissary, Elena Danan for the Galactic Federation of Worlds. She has been relaying this information directly from the Galactic Federation that uh, we've, uh, we've had our solar system purged from uh, both of these uh, regressive hostile <laughs> extraterrestrials, the Nibu Gray and the Draco of the Sakaar Empire, out of our solar system. We now have the Intergalactic Confederation with like 500 motherships sitting behind Jupiter. We have many ships in our solar system that are cloaked. Um, and, and a plan has been given by Thor Haneredion uh, to uh, Earth Alliance, one of the Earth Alliance heads, uh, General Van Herc, to roll out this uh, disclosure plan, which uh, right now they're currently doing. It's currently in operation. We're starting to see more ships in the sky and it's to acclimate the public for, you know, ultimately we're going to have contact. And I believe right now we're at a situation where, my God, you know, you can see the deep state is being exposed left and right <laughs> and they're panicking like crazy. Um, and so, you know, it's like a dangerous animal. It gets into a corner, you know, when <laughs> it knows its demise is soon. So, you know, it's, it's, it's pulling out all stops to, uh, uh, to do anything. But, um, and, and so, you know, there's that, that question in my mind about 
why Dr. Greer, with the overwhelming amount of evidence that I, I know he's a very intelligent person uh, and that he has a lot of sources, but I, I find it hard to believe that he has maintained, um, and I mean, in the year. Uh, in the year 1999, I uh, or or year 2000, I, I did a sea study expedition with him, and I asked him about the reptilians. I said, "What about the reptilians? Because I heard you know some some bad stories about you know the reptilians, and he said, "What about them?" He said, "Oh, they're sweet, you know." So he has consistently said that you know, well, you know, and if there was bad extraterrestrials in the universe, that you know. They could wipe us out in a heartbeat if they wanted to. You know that that's the we're still breathing the free air of Earth. That's as, as he says. You know, so there's no there's no threat. But you know, you could have an extraterrestrial threat that is operating from the underground and is very um, very uh, very esoteric, very concealed. Dan, I was oh, going to say they, they 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 rule by control and and they feed off our louche, right? Like they feed off our our negative the negative energy that they 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 in turn on the rulers and then the rulers impose on us, which makes us have negative energy, which then they feed off that louche. If you kind of want to think of it that way, in a way, what do you, what do you think about that thought? Oh yes, of course. The, our, our our fear they feed off the. They fear off our fear and suffering, and that's why it's important to always be in the love vibration, <laughs> and uh, not give them any any uh, any of that louche, as you say. Uh, they feed on uh, actual bodies. They actually uh, and they do trafficking. There's tra off-world trafficking of you know millions of children have been uh, trafficked off-world. Uh, you know, so horrific things. You know horrific things going on and there's like a whole network connected with secret societies you know uh starting with the letter f <laughs> and uh and and so forth that all interlink and if you do your homework um and you find that uh heads of countries kings queens presidents cia directors heads of media all these people are all members of these and when we went to the moon they even brought their own flags unfroll onto the moon when they went there and what actually happened on the moon the public didn't really get to see what happened because they censored it but um the the thing is is that uh right now we have i as i said you have the situation where you have this narrative different narratives going on um i i trust the narrative elena has been given just because i've done a lot of due diligence i don't just trust anybody uh i've done an analysis on her information and at least 18 solid corroborations that there's no way you can make this stuff up you know like three planets in Proxima Centauri, Neptune all of a sudden heating up, an earthquake on Mars, then it's all the stuff is reported afterward. Uh, this is just a few examples. Uh, there's no way she would know this unless she had direct access to the information. So I, I, I've gotten to know her and you know we, we have a, a friendship, but uh, above all of that as a researcher, I, you know, I, 
I, I see a lot of corroboration. And that's what Dr. Michael Sala also uh, feels that because of the scientific verification of, of her information, it lends to her credibility, where others who are claiming that they know what's going on in the solar system and beyond, you know, they, they can't claim that. And so, so you have these narratives. One, all the ETs are good. Two, the, there's an alien threat. And, you know, that's kind of tied in with, you know, leading into the false flag uh, possibility because you'd want to have an alien threat, right, to have a false flag. And then there's the direct information that's coming from the Galactic Federation world that's going on that's getting substantiated that we don't have an extraterrestrial threat at the moment. But we did prior to 2021 that we did have a reptilian threat and a Nibu gray threat. And so you have these, uh, these three elements. And the thing that I find curious about the all ETs are good, who else on the planet is saying all the ETs are benevolent? ETs are our brother. There cannot be anything less uh, evolved than that's one on our planet Earth. Who else is saying this? The Vatican. The Vatican came out in 2009 and said that the ET is our brother. There's no thing. So there's, and Dr. Michael Sala came up with a scenario that, well, you could have a, an ET threat where you're going to have an ET invasion. Evil ETs are coming in and taking over our planet like they've been putting on sci-fi movies, you know, for decades, you know. Uh, or what if you have a different situation where, all of a sudden, you know, if the extraterrestrials came in, you know, all the religious institutions have been, you know, I, I think somewhat hijacked, you know, misinterpreted some of the information and so forth. And that, uh, I mean, there's a lot of truth, but there's also misinformation and the whole thing. And the, the Vatican has always wanted to maintain its power structure and control. And so if you were to have extraterrestrials come in, it would be like a, a, a salvation uh, situation. So you know, there's all these different things to consider of all these different narratives, because each narrative has behind it an agenda. Uh, other than the truth. The truth doesn't have an agenda other than to inform and liberate. And so anyway, that's my, uh, that's my perspective of what happened in 2001 versus what happened in 2023. One, one of the things I wanted to bring up is I've, I've been paying close attention to this whole scenario. Like I watched the whole press conference. I watched the whole national press club event the other day, and I thought it was really done really well. And I, mm -hmm. I like the witnesses that he brought forward, but I, there that since then there have been a couple channels and i'm not going to name them because like i don't want to give them credit like but there have been a couple channels that have come out and they've been really cynical against career and i just wanted to see if you saw that and what you thought of it like some people are saying that like he's doing it for a cash grab and i said i thought that's insane like i don't i don't, I don't think he was doing it for a cash grab at all i think it costs money to put on these events and fly in whistleblowers and everything else that costs so that I think is an absurd statement, but like, have you heard any of these people become cynical against Greer? And what do you think? Oh, because he's, he's putting out now I worked for 10 years meeting with scientists and inventors. I was 
one of the first technical advisors, that one of the first inventors that Dr. Greer had, that, uh, uh, you know, I, I got very familiar with the operations and what was available. You know, he gave up uh, a six-figure being an emergency room doctor and everything, but, you know, he's asking for, uh, what, $50 billion for research and stuff to, in order to bring this stuff. Now, that's, to me, that's ludicrous because the technologies that they have in the secret space program is way, way more advanced than any, you know, there's a lot of, Brilliant minds. I, I know. I met with many of them um, on on this planet that come up with incredible, incredible inventions. Um, some of them tap into some, you know, nature's principles and uh, have some great technology. And you know, thousands of patents um, have been given national security orders, so they they can't release it. So they've kept it. Ever since the Invention Secrecy Act of 1951, they have uh, kept our planet technologically hijacked by suppressing these technologies. So our planet's been hijacked for, for so many decades. Um, uh, I, I'm sorry, Robert, what was your question again? I was, <laughs> so many, I was just saying so I, I saw a couple of channels that out. came out and they were kind of cynical against Dr. Greer. And I just thought, uh, oh, what about you money, thought of that? Like, about money with Dr. Greer. Well... Um, you know, he charges a bit, you know, for his CE5, you know, go out there and, uh, uh, you know, um, and some people, you know, criticize him for that. Uh, but, you know, if you, if you thought that all extraterrestrials were benevolent, you wouldn't have a trouble with going out and connecting with extraterrestrials, you know, um, if it was going to be a reptilian that's come down and eat you. Uh, that could be an issue, you know, so, um, so, um, you know, um, he, you know, I, I commend his efforts in getting the awareness out that, uh, the fact that he, he collected, he's got like now or 700 and some witnesses at the time in 2001, it was like about 500 military intelligence witnesses. I mean, how many would you need, right? <laughs> willing to testify. Each one of us stated that they were willing. The thing that I uh, I saw that was different in this press conference, not to say that those people weren't credible. I totally believe those people uh, that he had for witnesses. But each one of us, after we gave our testimony, we stated that we're willing to testify under oath before a congressional hearing. And that's important, you know, because you're able to back up under the penalty of perjury, you know, and many of us breaking national security oaths, but, you know, they can't use the groups that are doing this can't, according to our legal counsel, <laughs> I'm not an attorney, um, that uh, they cannot use the rule of law against, uh, against us because we're revealing these illegal operations but now, which is different than in 2001, they didn't have this whistleblower protection. Uh, and, you know, some of the witnesses, uh, Carl Wolf, who revealed we had bases on the other side of the moon, uh, he was mysteriously ran over uh, on his bicycle by a huge truck and killed. Uh, Donna Hare, who revealed 
<clears throat> that the astronauts are sworn to secrecy, what happened when they went to the moon, and that uh, NASA's airbrushing out all the UFOs. Of course, we know the Nazis infiltrated NASA. Um, she wrote me a letter outside of not, not you know, regular snail mail in the mail. And she told me that she was having threats against her life. And, and she died of uh, fast-acting cancer. Um, you have uh, you have my friend Mark McCandish revealed we had the alien reproduction vehicles who was mysteriously suicided a week after you know Mike Tuber revealed we had this technology and so um, it was another number of witnesses that have unfortunately uh, you know things have happened Damn. to. I got a question. I, someone just brought it up in the chat. Do you have an opinion on the uh, whistleblower that came out? He was all over the news recently. David Grush. Do you have an opinion, yay or nay, on him? Like, oh, <clears throat> well, you know, you know, some of this is some of this is agenda based, and other is part of the disclosure plan. You know, some of it is like. Um, people are coming out because it could be, you know, I have no direct information. I'm speculating here, but uh, his higher ups could have said, Hey, go do this. We, we need to get this out into the public mind that this is a reality. We need to start acclimating the public mind that we've had these technologies for a long time that have been hidden from the public. And there's all these secrets that uh, we have kept from the public. And so the public needs to start acclimating to understand that we have been generationally indoctrinated to believe a completely different, it's like a Truman show. <laughs> we have this other, we've been living in this false bubble of a reality for decades that has hidden this reality. And, you know, as Clifford Stone said, you know, they can keep secrets <laughs> pretty, pretty well. Um, so, um, I, uh, you know, I obviously I believe him because that's true. And we may have many sources that substantiate that reality. Um, uh, you know, I have no question, no, no reason to doubt him. Yeah, it's just, I, I mean, I think, I think what, like, what happens is a lot of times, like, it's hard in this community, in our community, because a story gets out and then different people in the community argue over it. They're saying, Oh, this guy's right. This guy's wrong. It's just like, it's like we have like a forum right now. And like, there's other like great podcasts, like Elena Danan journey to truth. Some of the people that are in this, this, uh, this, uh, this, this, this chat right now where they're, they're trying to bring the truth to people. But like, it's like, if we could all kind of like find a way to come together, cause that's one thing I'll just say this, Dan, like I've noticed this because I've, be, I've, be, I've, I'm not a big part of this community. I don't go to conferences or anything like that, but I've noticed that like people argue with each other about this stuff. And it's like, I try not to get involved because like, I, I don't know, you know, like I'd rather see everybody come together and fight against the tyranny that we're up against. If that makes any sense. I think that's the best thing to do is find a way to fight against the, the tyranny that we're faced against and, 
and kind of not have these UFO arguments about who's right and who's wrong. That, but I, but it does make sense. The people aren't arguing for no reason. It's not like nobody has falseless claims. Like everybody wants to know the truth, right? Everybody wants to know the the exact truth of what's going on, no matter what, whether it's a whistleblower or if it's if it's Dr. Greer's conference or if it's uh, you know somebody this or that. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? And what what are your thoughts on that? Well, no, for an absolute fact. <laughs> and I did a show with Dr. Michael Sell on this called, uh, you know, identifying counter disclosure assets that, you know, and, you know, Snowden leaked on the GCHQ, you know, how all these, all these different tactics they use, they use artificial intelligence, you know, besides, besides regular humans that have, you know, they will oppose anything, you know, or just, there seems to be some people, some people that are just ignorant and haven't researched enough. And I recommend everybody research a lot. You know, I've been researching for decades on all this stuff. Uh, and when you do that, uh, it starts to, the elements that corroborate, you know, you authenticate it, classified documents, witness testimonies. When you put all these together, there's no way to fake that. And it starts to paint a picture that's been hidden from, from the population of this planet. Um, there is uh, people who are on a mission that will put a counter narrative and they will attack people like Elena Danan, who's coming out with truthful information as far as I'm concerned, uh, that do it and they, they purposely attack the people that are coming out with the truth. And it's, it's easy when, when people don't research and they don't know what to believe and they see all these different things and they're, they sound similar. And, you know, anybody can watch a lot of YouTube videos and all the different witness testimonies and you can fabricate uh, a false uh, witness testimony that has all the elements that sounds right, you know. And that's uh, one of the techniques the agencies do is you know, they they put about 90 percent truth in it to give it credibility right and then they slip in about 10 percent of the lie to steer the narrative in a different direction and what that does is because there's this conflict going back and forth the average person who doesn't really have the time there are a lot of people just trying to survive you know <laughs> in this current uh current situation on this planet and they look at this information that's conflicting and they, they, they don't know what to believe. And what that does is effectively, uh, effectively hides the truth because of the conflict that's going on. And there, there's a lot of different techniques. Uh, there's one that's used through association. Let's say if, if I'm a counter-disclosure asset, I'll start telling you a lot of truth that, that matches with a lot of other things, right? And then I'll say, oh, and by the way, the earth is flat. Um, and so what happens is the normal average person that knows that the earth is not flat and I think that's ridiculous <laughs> through association in their mind, they discount and discredit the truth. There's a lot of different tactics that they use in order to keep the public from understanding the truth and keep us divided and fighting amongst each other. And that's what we need to uh, rectify here is we all need to be united in the truth 
because that's their biggest fear is once we become united and understanding understanding the elements of truth versus the elements of deception uh we can move forward to because you if unless you're informed uh you you cannot make a, a decision that is based on an informed decision um and so you can't rectify or, or correct a situation so long as we're fighting amongst our, ourselves and so um uh, yeah it, it, it's it's a big problem robert um the uh conflicting but you know all i can say is uh you know my notes which aren't complete and i'm way behind on updating is on the webmatrix.net you know you can look at a lot of documents and witness testimonies and look at uh, elena denan's information and uh you know just look at it from a uh, objective perspective that um you know connects when you have so many elements that corroborate it kind of points you in the direction that hey maybe there's something true here so do you think do you think i, I guess and then we could take questions after this so you guys can start putting your questions in the chat i'll i'll, I'll take the i'll try I to love questions i love questions i Dan loves don't questions. ask enough questions <laughs> so so do you think we're so get you start 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 typing your questions in the chat but um do you think we're 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 gonna be up for open contact do you think we'll see that in our lifetime oh god yes yeah, I mean, yeah, it's inevitable. I mean, they're already in our system. I mean, they wouldn't have shown up <laughs> for for uh, you know nothing to happen. We're at we're at a precipice right now. Our planet is on the precipice of liberation. Uh, it has to do with um, a certain percentage of the collective mind becoming aware, and more are becoming aware. <laughs> by the instant because uh because the deep state is exposing itself i mean that because they're panicking they're doing stupid things and becoming more obvious <laughs> and so they're they're exposing themselves more and more um the one uh, thing i noticed is it seems like the veil's becoming thinner it seems like more people are having like paranormal contact more people are having et contact more more things are happening i don't know what if that has something to do with it but it seems like the veil is thinning you know oh absolutely yeah yeah we're seeing more ships in the sky you know just as uh you know thorhan already on you know re revealed in the um um uh labia uh, yeah we're we just did a, a show elena and i on our first series of classes on crystal technology uh and so it'll be coming out soon uh go to elena denan's youtube channel and you'll be seeing it coming out in the coming days ahead <laughs> okay so that we answered that question i'll go to the next one let me see here this next one is from sarah kim morin if it shows up on the screen uh <laughs> Any questions about dates and times? Says, what year do you think we can use portals for regular travel to teleport? And I just want to address anything having to do with dates and times. Know that the, the future is being written in the moment and that it is a dynamic flux that's happening. But it appears that um, the deep state is getting exposed. 
um, the rule of law could put these criminals against humanity out of operation. I believe once the deep state is out of operation, it's my speculation and belief <laughs> that uh, we'll be able to slowly acclimate the public and educate the public. I think first an education has to happen. I don't know if that's going to come through the emergency broadcast system, which will show hours of information to, you know, right now you have, you know, New York Times, CNN, MSNBC, ABC, CBS, in all the different networks that they control centrally. You notice the narrative is the same on all of them. Um, forming the perceptions of the public. That's why we have a lot of division. And they constantly focus on creating division amongst the public. Because as long as we're fighting amongst each other, we don't see the true enemy, which is creating psychologically the division. Ever since this whole issue of the extraterrestrials came out, um, they looked at it as a means of psychological warfare. And so we've been under psychological warfare for, for many, many decades. And so that needs to be, that needs to be healed <laughs> through education. And I believe once... Uh, once the public is up to speed and what's been hidden for decades, we can start to first make contact with these wonderful benevolent beings that are here to assist us. They're not here to save us. They're here to assist us in evolving. And eventually we can join the Galactic Federation of Worlds and be part of, uh, you know, across the galaxy, civilizations that have a moral, ethical basis that was based on the prime directive that was given to Gene Roddenberry, you know, through the Office of Naval Intelligence to give the whole Star Trek, <laughs> you know, all these different things, you know, the, uh, the, uh, the Borg, was basically like the, the Greys, which would have a hive mind that want to dominate and control, and the Klingons, you know, or like a bunch of badass bikers, you know, uh, the reptilians, you know, so they have all these different things, you know, the teleportation, all these different concepts, they seed it into the collective mind, which, uh, you know, we, we have, and uh, now we've got to realize that uh, we're no longer in a sci-fi movie, we're going into the reality of uh, becoming that Star Trek future. Yeah, that's well said. I, I, I agree. This was a good question. I brought, that, brought this oh. one up. This one's from Matthew DeWitt. He says, do you think Greer may be saying all ETs are nice to make disclosure more digestible to the public or some other reason? Well, I think you kind of answered that. I've heard. I, well, it's, it's a good, great question, uh, Matthew. Um, the, uh, the rationale was that uh, if we were to say there's bad aliens, that uh, they would use that as a false flag alien invasion and come in and use that, the, use the fear when, when actually, according to Greer's perspective, all the ETs are good. And this, this would be something the military industrial complex that you know, Eisenhower warned about uh, would use against us. But the uh, the thing is, is that deception cannot pave the way for the future. We need to be we need to have inf informed consent. Uh, we need to know what the full truth is. Uh, if if there are 
hostile extraterrestrials don't give me a flowered um you know perspective so as to save my uh my psyche from getting into fear um i like i want to know what, what i don't care how bad how bad the situation is i want to know the truth the whole truth and nothing but the truth because without knowing the truth you cannot you cannot make an informed consent of you know which way to go into the future you can be deceived and so deception is never a path for the future yeah this was a weird question but i'm going to put it up because i don't want him to think i'm avoiding this question this is eric he was actually a um he was actually a, a speaker yesterday at dr greer's conference so i want to thank him for doing that eric like and i also want to let you know i'm not blocking your comments maybe my mods are I, I saw you and Aunt Lena were kind of arguing. Like, I, I don't know what to do. I don't want you guys – I don't want anybody arguing. I can't do anything about it, though. I'm trying to interview Dan. I can't pay attention to, like, the chat all the time. You know what I mean? So it's like – Hi, Eric. How are you doing? <laughs> yeah, it's good to see I you, man. You. Like, I, I, I have nothing you against there. you, Eric. Like, I, I don't <laughs> – this is so – this is what – I mean, like, that. that's what I was saying. Like, people get into arguments. And I don't think anybody was arguing. I'm not saying you guys were arguing. I don't want you guys to think I was saying you were arguing. Like – I just know that uh, like, a heated, a heated, a heated uh, debate it was, yes. Uh, I just want to commend you, Eric, for your testimony. I thought it was a very important uh, testimony that you gave and your experience there when you were on the ice. Um, uh, it was really I, good. Our, our, uh, yeah, it was very good. And I commend him for that. Uh, the, the debate that, uh, Eric and I have since he brought it up uh, is that uh, one of the uh, one of the situations that Elena became aware of is the um, the Germans leaving Antarctica when uh, and the Chinese coming in into the area that was in a uh, communication from a fellow named Frank that worked at McMurdo base in Antarctica. Eric believed this was completely false. And I acknowledged that from him. And I said, well, uh, I would like to, can you have, do you have some evidence to uh, substantiate that, why you believe that? And he has still to this day not, he said he's too busy he's, to, to give me what that evidence is. And so, you know, there is no, there is no debate or, between us any longer um you know the language was a little nasty so i uh disconnected from eric but uh and, until he gives you, you have to have evidence and and until you can give some evidence uh there, there's nothing to there's nothing to debate so you know the I'm I'm looking forward to your evidence on that, Eric. I I'm totally open to anybody has as any evidence on anything that can substantiate something, because we need to look at all evidence in order to make an informed uh, decision. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, let me see here. There, this was another good question. Um, this one's from Chrissy Hughes. Uh, she says, what is your opinion on what will happen to the firmament and our atmosphere if they decide to flip the quantum switch? I don't know what she means. I'm 
not sure what that exactly means. I know they're planning on doing a quantum financial system and also a quantum communication system, which I'm all for because you you don't have the electromagnetic uh, toxicity. You uh, have instantaneous communication because it's quantum and you don't have the distance, you know, like... Um, I've been communicating through Elena to uh, Thor Hanaredion's brother, who's in, on the planet Era. And they have quantum communication devices that are secure military communications that he can communicate from vast distances. And so we'll have that here on this planet where our internet will be quantum rather than using electromagnetics, myself being a broadcast engineer, I'm very familiar with electromagnetic uh, uh, communication systems. Uh, and so I don't know, the quantum uh, switch is, to me, uh, the firmament, I uh, hope that's not anything to do with the flat earth, uh, that we're under a dome or something. But uh, uh, I, I don't know how to answer that well, question. But the quantum... One thing I wanted to say, Dan, going back to the... I'm sorry, Dan. I just wanted to say one thing going back to this evidence. I see a lot of people are saying like that they want Dan to show evidence, that they want Eric to show evidence. And I just want to say as a middleman and Elena to show evidence like that, like in this paranormal community or UFO community, UFO evidence is so hard to come by because no matter who's showing it, because like it's the paranormal, it's, it's never been easy to capture. One has been, been able to capture the paranormal easy. You know what I mean? No, nobody's ever seemed to be able to get clear. It's like not, it's like people don't ever have like, you know, uh, walking around videos of Bigfoot. You know what I mean? There's a reason for that. I don't know what it is. I'm just saying if that makes any sense. You know, I think evidence is hard to come by. That's all I'll say. Anybody's, you know, especially with the secret space program. I mean, how are you going to bring back something? How, how, are you going to, how are you going to prove you were 20 years and back and your memory got erased and you're just having memory recall? How are you going to prove that? You know, There's only been uh, people like William Tompkins, who's highly documented, who I helped with Dr. Michael Sal researching on some of his background, and totally working with the U.S. Navy, with the Nordics of the Galactic Federation, that's helping the Navy because the... Basically, the, the Air Force <laughs> with, with the agency uh, was working with the, the reptilians, and so there was a need for balance in that whole thing. But, you know, evidence, scientific evidence is hard to come by. Take, for example, um, uh, Elena's book that uh, came out in 2020, uh, A Gift from the Stars, where she had access to the Galactic Federation World's database could actually see all the details of like 110 different extraterrestrial species where she's, she's an incredible artist. She was able to detail the, uh, the beings. She was able to um, show what planets they were on, what their species. You know, one, one of the uh, beings were uh, in Proxima Centauri and she detailed there was three planets in Proxima Centauri. NASA didn't have a clue about that. Two years later, NASA, with our new evolved uh, abilities to see further into space, confirmed that exactly as Elena said, there was three planets in Proxima Centauri. If that's not some type of scientific evidence, you know, just one of many, uh, I don't know what is. 
You can't yeah. make this stuff up. Yeah, one of the uh, one of the questions here. I can't pull it up on the screen, but uh, they wanted to, someone wanted to know. Did you? What do you thought of the uh, that Nevada? Oh, here it is. Here I'll put it up on the screen. This uh, John wants to know what you think of the uh, recent Nevada ET sighting. Do you think it's fake or do you think it's like BS or do you think it's real? I don't know. I don't. I have no clue. I'm, you know, I'm like, with you. I don't know either. I don't have any in, inside information. It's curious. You know, there's a lot of different things, and you know. Keep in mind, there is going to be real out there and there's going to be disinformation out there. And so um, the purpose of the disinformation is that people and then they, and they get disposed and people say, oh, this is just people making up stuff, you know, and it's like, oh, kind of kind of disregard everything because there's people out there making up stuff. So I don't know. I have no no. All I know is that there is a lot of sightings and um I know, you know, some of them are made in USA and others are, you know, made elsewhere. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, let me see if there's any other questions. Um, uh, David, someone said David Sarita is worth looking at. I love David Sarita's work. He's a, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a good person. But, um, uh, but did you have anything else you wanted to share before we finish up today, Dan? About what again? About just whatever. Like, any, is there anything else you wanted to like share before we finish up for today? Oh, oh, we're all done with questions. I love questions. <laughs> so, Let me see. Um, um, you got any more I mean, good questions? Uh, you know, I, I, I think people. The more people ask questions, the more things are brought up for debate. It helps clarify for other people. Yeah, I'm waiting to see if we have any other questions. I mean, there was one. Someone says, "Is Alpha Centauri real?" I, yeah, it's it's a planet. You know, it's a. Um, I'm I'm trying to think, but um, I'm trying to think of see if there's any other. Um, oh, I'll ask you a question. What were your thoughts on the the? the I mean, because I don't think this got a lot of light. Like we could talk about this until we see any other questions. You mentioned the Wilson the Wilson memo, the Wilson yes. leak. Do you think that was one of our strongest pieces of evidence as far as like the UFO phenomena goes? Like before before all this stuff started coming out, and do you think it didn't get enough attention as compared to like what it should have got for for what it was? Oh, it got a lot of attention, no question about it. Uh, the the thing is is that uh, it's probably one of the one of one of many strongest pieces of showing how our high levels of constitutional government is being denied access. If you're not on what they call a, the bigot list, you're not allowed. I don't care what, you know, you can be the president, you can be the high level of, uh, you know, intelligence for the Joint Chiefs of Staff. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter your rank. If you're not, if you're not on this list, you're not allowed access. And so there Remember, uh, uh, Bill Clinton asked uh, Sarah McClendon, who was a sweet little lady who uh, sponsored uh, the 2001 National Press Club event. She was a famed White House correspondent. She asked uh, Bill Clinton, well, why aren't you doing anything for UFO disclosure? And he said back to her, quote, Sarah, there's a secret government in the government, and I don't control it unquote and that's that's exactly what it is it's a secret government within a government that uh, ever since uh you know roswell and 
they they started you know in September of 1947 um, you know MJ12 uh, the CIA MJ12 and the U.S. Air Force was all created on the same day, you know. And this uh, secret government has been um, operating behind the scenes, reverse engineering these technologies. Um, and as we know, uh, you know, Nazi Germany achieved anti-gravity all the way back in 1934. We achieved it by, as Dr. Greer revealed at this recent press conference by October of 1954, we had achieved anti-gravity craft. And so that's how they've been able to, uh, you know, colonize the solar system, like my friend Tony Rodriguez, who, uh, who ended up on the series uh, Nazi colony that was there. Um, uh, you know, all this, all this, this whole history, this, we need to have a new history because Rockefeller, they rewrote the history of world. You think that would be illegal in 1946. So people don't know about the Nazi escape and infiltration that happened uh, back at the end of World War II. And so we need a whole, a whole education on our history that's been hidden from us to understand how the world is the way it is today because you won't understand how everything is unless you understand the history that has brought us to today yeah well but this was a question from one of my mods selena she says have you ever time traveled could vogel crystals be used to time travel or what do you think of time travel do you think it's possible i mean i know they say they use it in the secret space program but like do you think it's something that we could implement with like crystal technology or anything like that? There's a whole lot about crystal technology. I'm, I'm really looking forward to, um, I'm, I'm bringing to the plate uh, all the research work I did with Dr. Marcel Vogel, who was a pioneer in this, and Elena uh, through her contact and through the authorization of the Galactic Federation of Worlds has allowed uh, Jen Hanaredian, who's a, a scientist who knows how to terraform planets, on his knowledge, thousands of years ahead of us on crystal technology. Uh, we're going to be doing a, um, an ongoing series. We already started our first one, which was on selecting a crystal. Our next one will be on how to completely, it's important to clear all the imprints out of a crystal before you use it, that will be our second class. And then after that, we'll be on you know healing self, healing others, and then other applications of crystal technologies. Time travel, um, I, um, I, don't, I don't know, but um, uh, we're doing some very interesting things with uh, this design for a frill generator, which uses torsion fields of magnetic fields of silver and copper wires that interact with a specially cut formed crystal that generate this frill energy which is how they power their starships and how they power uh on the planet era how they they use it for everything and so it's a gift to our world and i'm working with two teams of scientists we're currently constructing it and uh hope to quantify it and show it to the world soon and it's a gift from their world to ours 
That's cool. Okay, so we'll, maybe we'll answer one more question. I'll do it again, then we'll go. But uh, this is fun, though. Let me see. This this is a good one. Um, if it'll show up on the screen here, it takes a second. Um, uh, other crystals, um, they each, all crystals, different types of crystals, you know, amethyst, rose quartz, uh, citrine, diamonds, rubies, emeralds, all have their specific elements and geometry to them, which all have their specific resonant frequencies that are for their particular purpose. Clear quartz is the only substance. In fact, uh, Jen Han says the purest element in the universe has the ability to universally resonate across all the densities. It's physically manifested on multiple densities at the same time. And um, and Lena, in our last crystal show, she described how she was on board an Altian ship where the walls were actually kind of organic looking with these crystals, allowing the craft to be physically uh, manifested in multiple densities at the same time because the clear the quartz crystals act as interdimensional bridges and we'll, we'll go into that much deeper later but uh clear quartz is universal all the other ones they have their specific purpose and function that are valuable but only quartz is uh, the clear quartz is is universal that's that's fascinating. That that really is cool. Um, well, uh, do you want to tell everybody where they can find you, Dan? And 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 thank you for doing this. This was amazing. This was really fun. Well, um, stay tuned to our crystal classes. <laughs> I'm I'm learning too as I go along. I'm just a little Terran here on planet Terra, learning these uh, new technologies. I feel so honored to be able to share uh, what Elena's been able to relay through her uh, contact, Thorhan. Um, I would, if you want to see the classes, go to Elena Denan's YouTube channel. Um, if you want to look at my past notes on um, disclosure, thewebmatrix.net. If you want to learn about crystals and technology and also we now have about 111 pages of question and answer that I've been doing with my Palladian friend, uh, Jen Hanaredion, which is on marcelvogel.org. And so from those three sources, you can learn quite a bit. That's well said. And thank you, Dan. And this has been amazing. And just, I just want to tell you guys that this is a viewer supported program. So anytime you donate to my PayPal or you join my Patreon or you buy merch from me, or you use one of my affiliates. I know that's a lot of different things, but and when you do any of that, it supports the podcast and it supports my mission because this is my full-time gig now. So, I mean, but I love it. I wouldn't trade it for the world. I, I love doing this. I love doing it more than anything in the world. I think, I think it's, you know, it's, it's more, but so thank you guys all for tuning in tonight and thank you, Dan. The, I love your knowledge, Dan. And thank you to everybody who came in and, uh, and talked to the chat and everything. Thank you. Thank you for educating the public. Thank you for your service that you're doing. It's very important what you're doing. And I uh, appreciate you, my friend. Thank you. All right. Thank you, everybody. Have a good night. And uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Mm -hmm. Until next time. Thanks, guys. <laughs>